learning your own process, learning the way that you work, I think is the most important lesson you can learn. Fact or fiction, truth or fairy tale, we all have a story to tell. Welcome to Storyteller Station, dedicated to sharing stories for all who love to hear them and encouraging others to tell their stories with the belief in the power of story to change a person and ultimately change the world. I'm Sarah Fenlon Falk, independent author, boy mom, entrepreneur, and your host on the Storyteller Station podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Storyteller Station. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope that whenever and wherever you're listening to this, that it is a beautiful day in your neighborhood. It is a lovely day in my neighborhood. I am very thankful that the sunshine and warm weather are hanging out with us a little bit later into the season here. I will take every moment of it that I can get. Today, I want to share with you a very fun conversation I had with a fellow indie author by the name of Christine Raymond. She has some wonderful talent and some great information that she's going to share with us. But before we get to the call, I just wanted to remind you that the first book in my middle grade fantasy series is going to be released September 22nd. Woohoo! I'm nervous and excited, but really right now, mostly nervous. (laughs) Um, I'm just hoping to get everything out on time. And also, it's so strange that I'm more nervous about releasing this fiction work than I was releasing a book about my breast cancer. So go figure that. Like I feel a lot more comfortable talking about how I felt about Um, having a bilateral mastectomy and having to go through breast reconstruction and all of that. But then here I am about to present this work of fiction to the world and I'm scared (laughs) or nervous. I'm not scared. I'm just nervous. I just, I just hope it's enjoyable to people other than my family and friends. (laughs) But Even if only my family and friends like it, you guys, I would write it anyway because it really is so much fun. And if you've never written a book or you've always wanted to but thought you couldn't, I just encourage you to give it a go because honestly, there is something very therapeutic and just very relaxing and fun about writing. So... That's what this podcast is about, to encourage you to do things that you thought you couldn't or wouldn't ever do. And so hopefully you see me doing things and think, hey, if she can do it, I can do it. (laughs) Anyway, that's it for The Servant Prince coming September 22nd. The cover has been revealed on my social media sites, however. So if you are interested, just Google Sarah Fenlin Falk and you will find me on my website, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. For today, my friends, I am about to share with you this wonderful information I 
this wonderful conversation that I had with Christine Raymond, and I hope you enjoy it. As always, if you have any comments or questions from the show today, please feel free to leave a message wherever you listen to podcasts. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Christine Raymond. Good morning. Good morning, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. Well, thanks for coming. For those who are tuning in, I wanted to let you know that I am talking with Christine Raymond this morning, and she is an indie author and the host of Wordplay Podcast, and it is so much fun and very informational and inspirational. So if you have not heard it yet, you need to go find it and listen to it. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh-huh. I appreciate that. It's uh, it's such a, a lot of fun. I love chatting with all of the different authors on the show. And uh, a little bit later today, I will be recording my 100th episode, which just absolutely blows my mind, wow. but I'm really excited about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a milestone. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. I know uh, the show won't actually celebrate its one-year anniversary until October 31st, so... Oh, wow. Um, yeah. It's, You've I, been busy. I, I have. Wow. I have. It, uh, it keeps me busy, as does my writing, so... <laughs> yes. Well, Christine, could you tell us a little bit about your journey into storytelling? Um, sure. I never wanted to be an author. Uh. <laughs> it's not something I ever aspired to. I honestly never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. Mm. And kept trying different things and experimenting and all, all that kind of stuff. And I... I sort of knew there was something inside of me. I just wasn't sure what it was. Mm. And six years ago, Labor Day weekend, so just this past weekend, I sat down to write a book. A friend of mine had self-published hers and was telling me about the process, and I thought, you know, that sounds kind of interesting and intriguing and fun, and I'm just going to write one book, just, mm-hmm. just to say that I've done it. Right. <laughs> and I did, and I self-published it, and this past July, I self-published my 16th book, <laughs> so I did 16th not stop at one. 16th book. Wow, Christine. Yep. In how many years and was that? A, a little less than six years, so 16 books in six years. Wow. And many, many, many more to come. That is uh, awesome. It's the writer gods are are kind to me because <laughs> I have so many ideas and so many stories to tell. Yes. Like once I tapped into that vein, it just, it, it, the floodgates opened and yep. Yes. <laughs> so was it just the, the mere fact that your friend said, oh yeah, I did this and you thought, okay, this is something I just want to say I've done or, and I know you said that you always felt like there was something inside of you waiting to come out but what really like sparked or what really brought out that creativity do you think 
it it really was just talking with her and I kind of have this personality where when an idea comes to me, I just sort of latch onto it and go, okay, I'm going to do that. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily know how to do that. I don't know what it entails or the cost or the time or the effort or anything like that. But if an idea speaks to me, I just kind of jump in with my eyes closed and mm-hmm. both feet and, and see what happens. Yeah. And that's what I did with writing. It, it just, with talking to, um, her name's Laramie Briscoe. She's a, a very successful author. And chatting with her and, and, you know, learning about the process. And it's just like, wow, you know, I, I could do that. Why not? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I tried painting and that didn't really work out for me. And I, again, I've always felt like I was really creative. I just didn't really feel like I had tapped into that creativity yet sure. and um, with writing it just it's it's an experience yes. <laughs> I don't know how else to how else to describe it it's just uh, you you free your mind and you you just allow your creativity to unfold as it wants to and it's it's fun <laughs> yeah it really is and like you said once you got started it, there was just more that came. It just it just kept flowing. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. By the time I was halfway through the first book, I had already planned out the next two. Oh, that's because awesome. As, <laughs> as characters were created, I'm like, oh, well, they're going to need their story in an next book, and then this one's going to need their story. And by the time I finished the third book, I knew it was going to be a series of eight, and once I finished that, I thought I was done, and then, excuse me, and then a side character kind of popped into my head one day and said, nope, I need a story, you're going to write more. my book. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was my historical Western romance series, and when I kind of got a little burned out on writing historical Western romance, I switched to contemporary romance, so I wrote a... a series there and a couple of standalones and now I'm writing cozy mysteries oh my gosh how fun yeah yeah there's really no end to end to creativity once you once you tap into what is your creative outlet and it doesn't have to be one thing for some people it's it's many different things but uh, yeah it's just it's like it's it's endless yes so what is your mission in your storytelling? Do you, do you, or even in your podcast? Because maybe you're writing books for yourself or because you like to tell a good story. Um, and maybe you're podcasting because you want to share information or, but like, do you have a mission behind the things that you do to, behind the stories you tell? With my books, it's because I can't not tell them. And, I, and <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. kind of something that I think other authors understand. Right. That it's, they're a part of me now and, and I need to, I need to share them. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of boils down to that. It, there are times when the process of writing itself can be difficult, but overall, 
getting the story out there, it, it just, it, it needs to be told. Yes. It, it needs <laughs> to come out of my brain and, you know, be in this format that I can share with the world. I hope that my readers enjoy what I write. I mean, that's kind of my, if I were to put a mission statement to my writing, it would be that I'm creating something that people enjoy spending their time with. Yeah. Because I understand that it is an investment for them, you know, both monetarily and their time. And they're choosing to take my book over all of the millions out there and say, okay, I'm going to commit, you know, so many hours or days or weeks to reading this story. So I want to deliver that. I want I want them to be satisfied at the end of it. Yeah. And with the podcast, I've always loved promoting other authors much more than I like promoting myself. Hmm. <laughs> and I've, I've tried some different things in the past as a way to promote them. And one day, it just, again, just like with writing, it kind of popped in my head and I thought, hmm, I'm going to start a podcast. I know nothing about it. <laughs> Never really listened to them. I don't know what's involved, but I'm going to do this. And, wow. yeah. And, and, and now you're into your 100th episode. <laughs> 100th episode, and um, I'm actually booked with guests through next year. So that just blows me away, the, the response of other authors that they like sharing about themselves and chatting with me about what's going on in their lives. Yes. And, and again, it's, it's, it's sharing that with people who want to know more. Right. And I love the, your tagline at the end. You always say, remember, life is short. Keep it playful. Yep. And I, I kind of feel like that in itself could be a mission statement almost, you know, like this is, this is, this creativity, this, you know, creating the, the stories and the books and even the podcast. It's like, it, it's not only therapeutic for you, but it's fun. And, you know, hopefully people are getting enjoyment and pleasure out of listening or reading. And I just, I really love that. I, every time you say it, it puts a smile on my face. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes. It's, to me, I have learned this as I've gotten older. And not that I'm ancient or anything, but I am <laughs> over 50. And I take life a lot less seriously now than I used to. Mm. And I think it's important to do that. And that's not to say that you, you know, there aren't going to be times where you're going to stress out or there's, you know, different things that really need your focus and attention. I, you know, I don't, I don't mean it that way, but a lot of the things that I thought were very important to me and even my, the way my personality was and things like that in my 30s and 40s, I don't feel that way anymore. Sure. Because life is short. And you have to, you have to just kind of have those moments where it's like, you know what? Okay, so things didn't go the way I planned. Eh. That's who, okay. Who, who cares? You know, <laughs> it, it is. It's okay. It, it doesn't have to be so serious. Just kind of keep that that playful moment in your life, even as an underlying current, and, and 
it'll all be okay. Yeah. And I, I love that too. And, you know, I'm thinking about you and putting 16 books out in <laughs> the course of six years. So while you're playful, you've got to have some kind of, and I don't want to, you know, take away the joy of creating these stories, but you've got to have some sort of work ethic or, you know, I mean, how do you put out that amount of stories the you know that that uh, those 16 products within six years um what is that process like for you it it is a lot of work I mean uh, you know I I talk a lot about the creativity side the creative side and the and how much fun it is to write but there are there's a lot that goes into it a lot of hours a lot of frustration when the words either won't come or won't come the way you want them to. When you self-publish, there's a, a lot, well, not just a lot, I mean, everything it's falls everything. on your shoulders. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it, I don't, I don't know, I don't even really know how to put it into words. I, I'm not one of these writers who sits down from nine to five at my desk every day. Mm. Some days I write, some days I don't. It kind of depends what's going, what else is going on in my life, and actually how the characters are talking to me, or if they're talking to me. But once, once that switch gets turned on, and I'm sort of in the mode, I, I do nothing else but write until that book is done. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, 16 books, to, and this is, you know, this is a naughty word in my in my house compared to... Right. <laughs> uh, compared to some other authors is nothing. I know authors who have been writing the same amount of time who have 50 books out. Wow. I know authors who have been writing the same amount of time who have four books out. And the really important thing to remember is that it's your own journey. Right. It shouldn't matter what anyone else is doing, what they're accomplishing. Just because you're not where they are doesn't mean that you're any less. Right. And because you shouldn't be where they are, you should be where you are. Right. I mean, it, it really is a personal journey. And whatever you do, whatever you produce, I really believe that stories are created in the time that they're supposed to be. Yeah. I I personally can't rush a story. I've tried. Right. (laughs) When I try to force a story to be something that it's not, it it doesn't feel right on the paper. It It doesn't come across right. You can tell it's forced. Right. So... You know, again, when you're dealing with a creative process, and I think anyone who's creative, whether they're they're an artist, a musician, you know, they make pottery or whatever it is, yeah, they will tell you that it, you know, creativity ebbs and flows, right? And you really, when you are wood carving and you're you're trying to force that chisel against the grain it's it's gonna break off pieces it's not going to to work 
and, and writing's the same way. And there's sort of, I've seen anyway, especially in the indie community, that there's kind of this pressure to just keep keep creating and keep getting those books out and, and produce, produce, produce. And I think that affects our creativity and it sort of takes away the art of what we're doing because writing is an art. Right. So, you know, I, I say all that and there's still times I beat myself up that I haven't finished, you know, that book or so far this year I've only published one book which is the least amount I've ever published in a year. I'm working on it on the next one. I'm very much hoping to have it out by the end of the year, but I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. Right. So you just really have to uh, you have to be satisfied with where you are and what part of the journey you're on and you can wave to the people that are ahead of you and turn around and wave to the people that are behind you too and just remember that you are where you're supposed to be. Right. And I really, I really appreciate you saying that because I, I'm fairly new to the indie publishing world. I just published my first book last February. Congratulations. Or, thank you. February. Yes. And it, it was a lot of work and I started watching and listening to a lot of other independent authors and like you said, there kind of is this pressure that you have to keep going, 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 produce, produce. And uh, I don't work that quickly. <laughs> My process right. is not that quick. You know, it's not that fast. And so for a little while there, I was really putting a lot of pressure on myself to go faster, to do all the things. And finally just had to realize, listen, there are some things that I'm not going to do that everyone else is doing, and I'm probably not going to do things as fast as some other people, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. Learning your own process, learning the way that you work, I think is the most important lesson you can learn Yes, in, in this whole thing. And, you know, I admire the authors who are putting out five, six, seven books a year. I do. I mean, there are times where I look at them and I go, wow, I wish I could do that. And I have, I have learned and, and accepted that that is not my process. See, that was the big thing was the acceptance. Yes. That once I finish a book, I, I usually take a month off and it's not necessarily by choice. I mean, I, when, when I published, uh, finagled in July, July 23rd. That was my first cozy mystery. Mm -hmm. Now, I already have the ideas for six more stories in that series. Wow. I have them all, all written down. I know what's going to happen in each of them. And I sat down and started writing the next book in the series. And it just kind of, it. I, I just wasn't able to to keep it going. And it's not because I don't want to write it. It's not because I don't know what happens. It's just I've I've recognized my process that once I publish a book, I need that downtime. Yes. And I, you know, I've worked on it here and there, and I've pulled it up and had it sitting on my computer screen, my Word document, and 
I'll type a few sentences here and there, and I'll go, you know what? That's really terrible. Mm -hmm. That's not what I want this to say. That's not how I want this scene to go. And even though it's frustrating that I don't have another book out yet, a month and, well, what, six weeks later, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I know that it will, it will come. I know I will get it out there because I've done it 16 times. Right. You know, I, I no longer doubt that I can get it done. It's just, it's just how I work. And, you right. know, there are those critics that'll say, you should be writing every day and you should set a word goal of, you know, 3,000 or 4,000 or 5,000 words a day and you shouldn't get up from your desk until you meet those. And if that's what works for you, that's awesome. Seriously, that is fantastic. I'm glad that you can do that. Right. And if you're someone who is still working on your first book four years later, good for you. That's good. You're making progress. As long as you're, as you're making progress, you're stepping forward. It doesn't matter if they're giant steps or little shuffling steps. You know, just, right. just keep keep doing it and tune everything else out. And and again, I think that's that's the most important thing. If anybody can get out of this, is just I always tell new authors: listen to all of the information that's out there because there's a lot of good stuff out there. And then do it your own way. You know, kind of soak it all in. Be open to what other people are saying. Try something new if, if you want. Right. But it's okay to do it your own way. Right. To make the process be your own. Because we're all individual. Right. It's really, it, it's hard to remember that sometimes. Right. And it, it doesn't do you any good to compare yourself. And I... I think that's, you know, finding that freedom to just say, yeah, that's right. It doesn't really, uh, good for them. It doesn't matter how they do it, though. For my process, it looks different. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I want to totally shift gears. Um, okay. I think that um, the podcast is awesome. Um, and what I'm very, very interested in to hear from you, other than the wisdom that you just imparted, is <laughs> how did you make the shift from romance to cozy mysteries? You know, I, I'm a romantic at heart. I, I love a, a good romance, a good, you know, boy meets girl, girl meets boy, girl meets girl, boy meets boy, whoever meets whoever, yeah. <laughs> falls in love, has that happy ending, they overcome their, their hardships and their difficulties getting there. And I love those, but I got to the point writing them that I was just kind of like, you know, I just feel like I've done it. I have a lot of ideas for other romances, but I was just kind of in that spot, sort of like I was when I switched from historical Western to mm. contemporary romance, that I just needed something different. Yeah. And <laughs> like the podcast where I said I'd never listened to a podcast before I started one, I'd never read a cozy mystery before I started writing one. Oh my goodness. But <laughs> and I wasn't even sure that it was going to be a cozy mystery. It, it started out... 
I, I knew I wanted to write a mystery, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be more like a thriller or, or where I wanted to be. And there's certain guidelines with genres that tell you what what genre fits for the story you're writing. And one of the things with cozy mysteries is that the the deaths, the killings, whatever it is, happen off the page. Right. You don't see that gore. You don't go into the detail of how someone was killed, that kind of thing. And it, not that there's anything wrong with that, because I love thrillers. But um, the more I wrote the story, I was like, you know, I think I just kind of want to just make this really easygoing, kind of a cozy mystery kind of thing. And uh, the character of Finn Bartusiak was created, and I absolutely love her. And, <laughs> yeah, that's how I started with Cozy Mystery. That's awesome. So it wasn't it wasn't a tactical move, like, oh, I, I really want to get into Cozy Mysteries. It was more like, oh, I've got this story, and I'm not really sure what it's going to be. <laughs> exactly. That that's was exactly awesome. it. When, when I started writing it, I'm like, okay, do I really want to go into detail about how this person died or do I want to keep it a little more lighthearted and and fun and and I thought well yeah you know that's, I love that that's just the direction I went into so that's the opposite of writing to market for those who are listening and wondering <laughs> yes exactly and I try to never say never in this um in this career because I've said never a few times and then have had to eat my words ah. but I don't envision myself ever writing to market okay sure because I really just write the stories that speak to me in the moment if it happens to be that's what's popular at the time <laughs> yay <laughs> I right. think that's great right but if it's not I, I again it goes back to tapping into that creativity and not being able to force the words and force the ideas and if someone said to me today that um, you know paranormal sci-fi with a, a twist of cozy mystery was the thing I I wouldn't be able to write one no right <laughs> because I'm I'm really not into into sci-fi as far as writing it and I'm not really sure if I would be able to pull off the paranormal. So I just, um, I really write what speaks to me at that moment. Yes. And right now it's cozies. Right. That's awesome. I love that. So you said that you are a month and a, in some change out from publishing your last book. Are right. you working on anything right now? Or is this kind of your, I need to just give myself some downtime? Well, I am working on Finicky Eaters, which is the next book in the Finn Finds Mysteries. Oh my gosh, that's cute. And <laughs> <laughs> I like the titles. Um, thank you. Yeah. All, all of the titles will have the, the word Finn worked into them somehow, because that's my my uh, heroine's name so yes um but again as soon as I published Finagled I I began working on Finicky Eaters and I've pulled it up here and there as as the the past five weeks have has passed and I I am working on it my books are always in some stage of being worked on I just have not reached that point where I'm producing huge word counts. Sure. 
that that could actually change this afternoon. <laughs> it might be another month. I mean, again, it's one of those things that for me, it has to kind of switch on in my brain. Sure. It has to be organic. You can't force it out. It, it does. Yeah. It does. That's a good word for it. Yes. Yeah. I'm just not, I've, I've, you know, I tried to, like I said, sit down and, and sit in front of that screen and type words and I end up spending, you know, three hours staring at a blank page because right. it just doesn't come or I type a sentence and it's horrible and it's not at all the feel of the story and it gets deleted or you know whatever it is so sure. again I've, I've accepted and and uh, embraced that that's how I work <laughs> right right well I really appreciate you taking time to talk with me today and I'm excited to hear more about you know Finn and all of her adventures and your cozy mysteries well thank you thanks for having me this has been fun absolutely it has been fun I really I really appreciate it and I would like you to tell everyone where they can get a hold of your stories and find out more about you sure well my Books are available wide, which means you can get them on pretty much any platform, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Google Play, iBooks, uh, Kobo, you know, pretty much any of the platforms out there. And I have the Hidden Spring series, which is historical Western romance. I have the Celebration series and Seasons of Love, which are both uh, contemporary romance. I have an erotic drama called Tempted. I have a short little nonfiction story about my first year as an indie author called Right Words. And then Finagled is a cozy mystery. You can find links to everything on my website, which is www.christineraymond.com. And that's Christine with a K. And I'm also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, sort of on Pinterest. I'm trying to get better about that. <laughs> and if you if you'd like to check out uh, the podcast Wordplay with Christine Raymond, you can go to that website at www.wordplaypodcast.com, and there'll be links to all of the guests that I've had on the show, and also they write blog posts for me, and those are up there. And on Sundays, I post the weekly top ten of the most listened to uh, podcasts of the week, and all sorts of fun stuff. That is fun. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you, Sarah. And good luck in your future endeavors. <laughs> Thanks very much. And I look forward to having you on Wordplay because I know that you're signed up for next year. Yes, so I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And hey, happy 100th episode for you. Thank you. You have a great day. Thanks. You too. <laughs> That's it. My conversation with Christine Raymond. She was so helpful to me. I hope you got something out of that conversation, that you learned something or were inspired to try something or do something new. It's just really neat to hear other people's journeys toward creativity and really just finding ways to express themselves. And so if you're struggling 
with just maybe pent up emotions or just things that you know are kind of inside of you that you're struggling to get out. I just encourage you to try different things. I think that really is the my takeaway from today is just you say you can't do it, but does does it do you say you can't do it because you just haven't done it? Or, you know, I think if you would try it, maybe you would find you are able to do more than what you believe yourself able to do. So I'm encouraging you to try something new. (laughs) All right, my friends, I hope that you have a wonderful week. And until next time, take today and make it great.